0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Warrior Within, and today I actually want to talk about how important is our church? Like, how important is it to be a part of a church community? I mean, right now with COVID-19 going on, you know, it's been really difficult in some states, especially like California and New York, and it's just been a lot of bigger churches aren't able to have the community that they normally have, which is, you know, everybody coming together and and being a part of the community. I mean, COVID has made regulations and mandates and and it's just really a mess. Some smaller churches are able to meet because a lot of them don't have a lot of people in in these cases. They're usually maybe less than 100 or 150 people. So with all the rules going on, one of the main issues that we have is that we can't get together, and at least not as often as we should, or if we are getting together, it's online. Now. During a pandemic or, you know, any type of situation where we can't be at a church, it's great to have online. It's it's nice to know that a church can have an online access for people to be able to come together for services by watching it online. But what is the real purpose for being a part of a church? I mean, there is a lot of Christians uh, who I, I've heard say that, well, isn't it better to go be out in the mountains or in the forest and I could be with one with God? You know, that is a great idea for maybe some personal private time. But that's not church. Neither is just staying at home and listening to sermons all the time. That's that's not church. Okay, guys. As men, we need to understand that we are the leaders of our home. We are the spiritual leaders and we are supposed to lead our family. And you and I just taking our family together and teaching is not church itself, that, that's study time. That, that's something that we can do and should do, but that should not be taken to place at church. Neither should online, unless there is some people who have a hard time because of health issues where they can't go to church. Those are different reasons. I'm talking about a person who decides that, you know what, I'd rather go fishing on Sunday mornings and I'll just listen to the online service later. That is not church. The other thing is, is it wrong to skip church once in a while to go fishing? No, it's not. Okay? The the idea is that church is a community, just like going to a uh, sports activity that's a community of fans coming together and they want to support the team. It's the same concept of joining an archery group. We're coming together to do it. Now, why it's important and why it matters and why you should not be skipping all the time is there to me I have three perspectives that I see that are vital. Community, training, and going. Okay, You see that church especially in the new testament when church was basically christianity was getting going and churches were starting to be established the idea was to get everybody together you know get everybody together like i love acts 242 because it talks about fellowship study prayer and food i mean we don't do that in services anymore especially with the more catholic style of church servicing where it's basically come in, people sit in one giant room, there's worship, there may maybe prayer, there's uh, maybe uh, other things that kind of go on in between, like announcements, um, offertory, and then someone preaches. And then usually someone says, okay, it's time for everybody to go home. And technically, I often wondered, is that really what we're supposed to only be doing when we go to church? I mean, I want you guys to really think about it. Is the purpose of going to church to sit there and listen to someone preach? Is the purpose of going to church just to worship? How many of you guys go to church, do all that, and just go home? And how involved are you in church throughout the week? Do you listen to what is being taught and do you apply it to your life? These are some questions I want you guys to think about. So I want to go through... My three points that I, I feel are important. Um, the first one is going to be community is needed. Now I know there's some people out there that are introverts and some people who really don't like being around people too much. And you know I'm one of those type of people. You know I liked having my my me time and or just being with my wife and not being around a bunch of people. But if you really were to study scripture, I mean, literally were to spend time looking at how the new testament kind of got established and if you were to even see why paul even goes after some churches um it's very much about people coming together it's not about people staying at home or doing their own thing i mean it sounds nice and pretty that you don't have to actually always have to go somewhere i mean especially if you guys have a 40 hour week job or more hours and you know the weekends are you know, you want to break you want to rest and that's okay um, I honestly think that rest is good but if you were to go to first Corinthians one ten, it states this I appeal to you dear brothers and sisters by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other let there be no division in the church rather be one-minded united in thought and purpose okay now the word community is not necessarily in here but if we're all supposed to live in harmony with each other and there shouldn't be division in the church and we're supposed to be one-minded and in thought and in purpose the only real way to do that is by being with each other so what are some benefits that should be in church community one we should be able to count on people at our church I don't think necessarily we do count on people in our church sometimes. I think a lot of times we don't really know each other very well. Uh, One of the things that I remember when I did a sermon, my first sermon in my last job, I actually talked about masquerading with a mask and acting or appearing to be like a Christian. Now, there's two parts to this. The one I'm talking about right now is more... What we're going through in life, when we go to church, we hide it. Whether we're struggling, hurting, upset—I mean, some of us men might be thinking about—we may not have enough money to pay for something that we really need to pay for. Or Jimmy has to have, you know, dental work on, or you know, Susie really needs a surgery that we may not be able to afford. There's like all these worries, but when we walk into church, what do we do? We don't go and ask someone, hey, can you pray with me? Hey, can, can I ask you something? Hey, uh, Pastor, you know I, I don't think we're going to have enough money to pay for this. I was wondering if the church can help. We don't do that anymore. I think a lot of times we've come very prideful and thinking, as men especially, we got to figure this all out on our own. You know, the idea of asking someone for help is usually not the number one point in our list to go do. And if, in, in fact, what we do is We do everything possible to make it look like everything is okay. This also goes even for women too. It's not just men that struggle with this concept of counting on. But if you're in a good church, people should know about who you really are. They should know some struggles that you're going through. It doesn't mean that you start walking around saying, Hey, this is what's going on. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But if you can't... I mean, let's, let's look at it this way. Let's say you you've broke down with your car, you're out on the highway, who do you call? Like, what, what people do you call and ask for help? Do you call the pastor? Is there anybody in the church you would call? I mean, if you have family nearby, you know, it's great, but what happens if you don't? Like, who, who do you count on? Because in our society, we don't really teach about building good relationships with people it's more like selfish relationships so what you can give me out of it is what i want out of it okay i mean think about that another thought that came to me was you should be coming together with a community because you should be challenged i mean you can't always know everything about scriptures even even i you know i learn new things all the time but we can't sit there and think that we could just figure out all the answers by ourselves i honestly think sharpening swords with someone else even if we agree or disagree there should be that opportunity for us to be able to grow to be challenged to to see something maybe we didn't see about scripture that someone else may have discovered, because maybe they were studying something absolutely different from, compared to you, and this is something they came up with or they found in a commentary that they were studying. I mean, that's the whole point of coming with a community. You want you want to be challenged. You want to be sharpened, because a lot of times what the enemy is looking for is people who don't want to be sharpened, who don't want their armor to be, you know, fixed up. Remember, we talk about the armor of God. All those pieces need to be. Upkept and spending time in God's Word is one way to do it, praying and studying. But if you're not in a good community that's helping you grow in your faith, then you're missing out on a good opportunity to grow in your faith. And a lot of times, what happens is we get filled up by the world's desires more than we get filled up by God's desires. So I think it's very vital for us to be part of a CUNY because we should be challenged and we should grow. Um, another place actually another reason why I think community coming together community at a church is important is connection and accountability it is a great place to find connection for networking it's a great place to come together to find friendships it's a great place to find people not only to count on but find accountability if you're struggling in your sins and it feels like you can't get away from them. And it feels like you're just stuck. Your church community should be the one place you can go to to find peace, find growth, find challenge. To avoid those type of sins. But that all, all that thinking for this first point comes from building relationships. And our community outside of, or actually the culture outside of church community doesn't really encourage building relationships in fact it's almost like building a relationship is too dangerous because if you get too in depth or too connected to someone they'll hurt you and they, they, they keep emphasizing that building relationships does hurt and the truth is it does um we're humans and we make mistakes and we don't necessarily treat everybody the way that we should treat right i mean even the best person you could think of in your head right now probably has yelled or been angry or been upset or hurt somebody in his life or her life see we got to understand that just because you could be hurt in a relationship does not mean you don't build a relationship it is important that we build a relationship with people and not the fake ones i mean i've been in a church where it was where i thought people were my friends and turn out to be fake friends it's possible it's a challenge because you, you really honestly think that they care for you. But when things start getting dirty or hard, suddenly they're out on the side, not behind you. And letting you fall to whatever is happening to you. Um, but it's very important to find that community. I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping that as my wife and I are able to start our church, which I'm I'm, I'm asking God on a daily basis... For him to provide the funds somehow, provide a, provide a job for me, allow this podcast to grow, whatever it may be, so that money's coming through. Because we really want to start our church. We really want to create it. We have a couple of families that we know that want to come and help us start it. And it's very vital to, for everything I do. So um, I'm really excited to see what could happen from this church opportunity. But I'm also excited about seeing how God could bring things together Um, but we want to build this community in a way that it's structured properly, that it's growing properly that it's impacting properly Um, that it's, it's reaching out to the community as well so I mean I do have a vision for what I want to see happen now the second point that I think is very vital at least for the reasons for being in a church is training. I think we've kind of lost this idea of training where we're trying to make things very comfortable and easygoing, and well, the teaching seems to be focused more on the feel good feelings, and we need to be really careful because people should be coming to church to to be trained Um, they should be coming to church to gain understanding so that they can apply the truth that they're given into their lives, into their families into their relationships, into their work life, whatever it may be but there is a huge need for training up Christians and the reason why I'm concerned about this training is that I've been in a church where I was told that the students and even members had a solid foundation in Scripture, or at least had a solid understanding of a relationship with Christ. And one of the problems that I found when I got there was that the knowledge that I was expecting based on the interview process was not what I got. I mean, one of the interesting things that caught my attention realizing, because I had this plan set up of, I guess, training for the youth at a level that they should have been at, they were really behind. And it was not their fault for it. And it wasn't the the person who de- dealt with the children's program's fault. Um, I think the timing of that person and also the training of the church as a whole was a big issue because these kids did not realize that King David and David and Goliath were the same person. They thought they were two different Davids. Right there, the simplisticness of Sunday school and any type of side Christian education, so Bible studies small groups or even Sunday school for adults and children whatever it may be, having those Sunday school classes can be a vital part to a church and if your church doesn't have it it may need to consider it because training is vital for Christian walk you can't expect to win a race if you're not training for it, you can't expect to win a fight if you're not training for it you can't expect to learn how to do something at the At the rate or the possibility that you're supposed to be doing if you're not training. And I feel like we have a lot of Christians today who have never really trained. And then when things get really hard, they back off and fall out. And this is where men, all of us men, leaders of our family, uh, spiritual leaders, need to make sure that they are being trained so that they can be training their family right. They can be training their kids right especially your sons because growing up is not the same as when you were a child it's not the same when i was a child and a lot of youth today are being treated like their children until they're 18 and then expected to become an adult and what's happening to the situation is that they're growing up to be children and still children when they're 21 22 23 years old And they don't... Some of them don't even know how to use a bank. Some of them don't even know how to take care of their car, right? Some people... Some of these kids don't even know how to find a job or how to act at an interview. They are so... lost and confused about what it means to be an adult that they find themselves in trouble more often than actual growth. And colleges don't teach this either. And schools aren't teaching this. So instead of seeing young people understanding they're kind of getting lost so the problem is that this is the opportunity for churches to make sure that they're training men and women to be godly men and women and then hopefully helping men and women train their families i mean it's not the responsibility of the church to be doing all this in the sense of building the family right for you, like doing the work for you but they can train you to help you build the family right, I mean that's great and there's also like focus on the family and family life that you can look up um, radio station programs, books, like connections there's all sorts of stuff that you guys can do and as men we need to be, make sure that we're seeing our kids being trained we gotta make sure our wives are, are being trained and we gotta be trained it's, it's a lot of parts of this and even if you're single you should be training and the other thing too is your pastor is he training you guys or is it just a show or is it just kind of like acting i mean it's it's kind of just straight up teaching but no application and you're not really learning anything because they by the time you leave you feel good about yourself So therefore, you don't really change anything. Um, Another sign to be concerned about is if your pastor is not teaching about sin. Because in today's culture, the idea of teaching about sin is a negative view. And that is not right. We should be teaching about sin. You know, uh, someone's living with their man and they're not married. We should be talking about that. That's not God's Plan for that, and I don't know, a girl gets pregnant before marriage, and we're praising her. I honestly don't think that's necessarily right. Should we take you know help her get behind her when she's going through the process? Yes, but we should not be praising her that she's gonna have a baby and treat her like she did it like she did it right. I think that's where the line gets lost, and we gotta pay attention to. Dealing with people in love and their sin. Because right now, like the biggest issues is abortion wrong. I and mean, according to Scripture, murder is wrong. Another one is homosexuality. Is it wrong? Well, Scripture, God has said it plenty times that it is. But yet, there's Christians to say, but they're loving and caring. But so is someone who's a thief, someone who's a liar. They could be loving and caring, but it does not mean that they're living a Christ-like life because you can have someone who's considered a good person who holds to moral standards but if they don't know Christ and if they've not repented from their sin they're not going to heaven it doesn't matter how much good they do God's not going to say oh well you know out of most humans that I've run into you're about 90% good person and we're going to let you in it's not how it works I mean in Hebrews 12 11 it states no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening it's painful but afterward there will be peaceful harvests of right living for those who are trained in this way so the idea is guys by training you're going to chase after what is peaceful and what what is the right way to go the, the direction we're supposed to be right living okay you can't do that if you're enjoying sin the last thing about it was um, discipling uh, this is a big thing it could be a huge topic but discipling is very important if we are not discipling people to be disciples then we're missing the whole point of training Pastors and leaders, uh, Bible study teachers, Sunday school teachers, we should be training people so that they are also becoming disciples to be disciplers. And one of my favorite statements is, you're not a disciple until your disciple is discipling. One of the coolest things to watch is little kids who go and tell people about who Jesus is. That's discipling right there. One of the coolest things is seeing a young person do a testimony about what they've learned, what they've seen, and what they see God doing in their life. That's discipling. You see, we're not seeing that enough in our Christian culture like we're supposed to. we got a lot of people who are who are afraid to speak up because their relationship with God may not be strong in their eyes, and that's where we got to step up and start this training process. So, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, my last point that came to my thought. You know, we, had, we talked about training, we talked about community, but the last one was going. One of the things that really bothers me, especially in today in churches, is we have a lot of people who like to sit and listen. We do their tithing and call that going. They think, well, I paid for some missionary to do it, so therefore I did my part. And to me, that's missing the point. As Christians, we should be out there, people should know who what we're doing, if that makes sense. People should know what Christianity is all about. People should know that when I'm living every day, they know that I'm a Christian. One of the questions I've asked my students in the past is, if someone were to see you walking down the street would they and they were able to hear you they watch how you treated people would they think that you were different would they think that you were a christian and that usually brings reality and i'm asking you guys Outside of church, if someone were to run into you and, they, and, and let's say they were part of your church but they never met you and it was like a Wednesday and they saw you hanging around with people or you were in a grocery store or they saw you at your job and watched how you were, would they be able to say, that guy knows Jesus, I believe. I, I really do think so. Or there's something different about him. Or would they go, man, that person is so worldly, so into himself, so focused on enjoying life and of this world and not God. See, that that's a big deal. Your, who you are at church should not be different to who you are at home. Because if you are being trained and you're involved in the community, you're going out. You're out in the community. People are going to see you and they're going to talk to you and they're going to know you and they're going to see the real you. And it doesn't mean that You're perfect. It doesn't mean that you always make good decisions. But they can say, when I watch you, I can tell that you're living for Christ. And then at the same time, even though you fail, I can still see Christ. Because I can tell you this, I struggle. I have my own sins that I have to deal with. I have my own battles I have to deal with. and we shouldn't judge i use this very as word very strongly but not i don't i don't like it because it gets used by the culture heavily but we should not be judging people okay because they fail in fact what we should be doing is we should be following Christlikeness and treating other people with the respect and honor that we're supposed to be treating people that so that we're not making the mistakes and hurting people and doing the wrong thing because that's how we normally are but we're recognizing that we need to put change in our life so that as we go we're going out to reach people in likeness, whether it is through praying for other people whether it's for um, being part of the bible study whether it's getting part of a community nonprofit, whether it's even just giving food to a person who's homeless on the side of the road by showing action by going out and 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 showing Christ-likeness, it's, it's a part of our, our who, like who we are. It's part of our identity, our character. People should be able to look at you and say, that person's a person of integrity. And specifically for you men, a man of integrity. They should be able to say, that guy treats women with respect. They should be able to look at you and say, I believe that he's a man of God. Because they see how you treat the other people around them. I mean, you have no idea what by you doing what you're supposed to be doing in likeness can be a testimony and a witness to people around you who may you may never have talked to just by watching you they're curious and so they come and ask you questions this is why I think the going out is very important Because you should be taking what your pastor is teaching. You should be taking what the Sunday school teacher is teaching you. You should be taking the studies, the sermons you're listening to, the time of prayer of God, because you want to be changed. You want to then do all of that in action. And it's important to get involved in ministries if you can. If your church has ministry things that they're going through, you should be a part of it and i want to be clear that fellowship events and activities is not ministry. Okay, i think a lot of churches like to call fellowship opportunities ministries. That's not the same. You can in a fellowship minister to somebody, but doesn't make you a ministry. Ministry is doing something taking what you're uh, what you're learning in scriptures and applying it into the community. That's ministry because you're doing something for somebody. It doesn't mean like a gaming group couldn't minister to somebody, but they shouldn't be calling themselves a ministry because the goal of a gaming group is to be a gaming group. And that's a fellowship. You can be a group that comes together and sews and crochets together, and you can do a ministry by maybe making something for somebody or doing something, and you're ministering to somebody. But you're not a ministry. You know, you can be... I don't know, an archery club group, you know, men that come together and, and you do Bible studies together, but the goal behind it is like, you're not, you're not figuring out how to minister to people. Now you can make them into one if that's the whole goal behind it. Like you start a nonprofit that ministers to people in the area and, and it be, kind of becomes a ministry of the church. That's different. But I think there's a difference between the two. I love fellowships and I think churches need more fellowship groups. I think there should be a movie group. There should be uh, a gaming group. There should be a group that does archery. There should be a group that shoots guns. There should be a group that um, sews together. That there should be. Group. I think all those ideas should exist in a, in a church because that that fits into the community section. You have a place to connect. I mean, that's where I also think small groups are vital. You know, having some time of study time meet during the week is vital for the church membership because even in those small groups which is this is a goal a go opportunity because you're going you're going out from Sunday and you're doing something more to keep growing but small groups help because it's like a small family or small group church community family that you could be a part of that you can count on that fits all three of the categories so small groups are vital in my opinion but that's the thing guys reflect on your church this week Um, make sure that you are choosing to go to church for the right reasons and not just because it is a chore. Um, and if you're at home online, because even right now I I don't really have a church for myself and for my wife and it's only because some of the churches around here are not necessarily open, but also we haven't really found our place because we really believe God wants us to start a church. That's the main reason why we haven't necessarily gotten in one. And three, make sure that they're teaching truth. Make sure they are teaching about sin. Uh, make sure that there is some form of fellowship, connection that they have ministries that they can are connected to or part of. And if they're not, you know, something to think about. Is this church the design that you know that's helping my family grow? Is my family when they come home? Is the, do I see change? Do I see influence? Now, mind you, I want to be clear: change does not mean seeing your son suddenly not playing video games anymore and, and reading the Bible more. No, change is everything: character, integrity, questions. There's you do see your son reading the Bible, um, but hobbies and character not necessarily on the same boat but should be part of it so maybe seeing how he plays games is different than maybe he was before and that even includes yourself because i mean it's very important that each of us in our own hobbies don't allow our hobbies to control our relationships with other people control our time and control our growth so if you're, if, if ever, if we are you, me, anybody that's listening to this is involved in something that's not helping you grow or seek God, or um, it's actually making you be more worldly. You need to second think about that. Because it's very important to make sure that we're not putting one foot in the world and one foot in God, and saying, "Hey, we're walking upright." I mean, there's things in this world that we can enjoy there's things in this world that we can have fun to do and have connectivity and fellowship because in my gaming world i have huge connections whether it's with christians or non-christians there's a connection and it opens doors opens opportunity but maybe you're into fishing maybe you're at, you like to go shooting Maybe you're a four-wheeler. Maybe you're an extreme bike, bike person. Maybe you're a bicyclist that goes around on highways. Whether you're any of those things, how do you act? How do you treat people? How do you go out there and tell them who Christ is? Do they even know? Because a lot of times what we do is we kind of take our Christian jersey off and just hang it on the door as we go into one of our clubs. This is stuff to think about. Why it's important to be a part of a church community? Because there you're gonna find the fellowship you need, the training and teaching that you need, food. I mean, one of the things that's awesome is when a bunch of Christians come together and eat together. When they have food together, it's awesome. Praying together, that's huge. Find men in your church that maybe you can say, "Hey, you think we can meet before service on Sunday?" And just pray. Or we'll meet on a Saturday morning and have breakfast together and pray. Go out camping once a month, pray. Whatever it may be, find ways to be able to pray. I think that's the one weapon that God has given us that we don't use properly. Or we take it so lightly that we don't really deal with it like we should. But ultimately, guys. I hope these points kind of stood out to you. I hope they had a purpose behind, you know, something that you may have been thinking about, especially during COVID time and being stuck at home a lot more often. You know, church is about being trained. Church is about finding community. Church is about going and taking what you've been learning and applying. And if you're leaving church, (coughs) not feeling, excuse me, not feeling that they're giving you information to apply to your life you need to think about that because you should be wanting to change and not be the same that you were so I hope this is a good episode I mean I really enjoy doing this one um, there's plenty of verses that you can find that could support a lot of this thought Jesus talked about unity, he talked about community. Uh, Paul definitely talks about church and what churches should be like and so many areas. And he talked to a lot of churches. This is what all of his letters and epistles are about. They're about going and don't talking about churches, what's going on There they're, they're, it's vital that sin is not a part of it. And if sin is involved in your church, you need to root it out that's what keeps the unity of the community and the training and the going you know so take this time this week and really reflect on what you're being taught at your church what you're learning are you applying it are you walking in the world throughout the week and only acting Christian on Sundays or when you do a bible study or when you're around your other Christian friends there's a lot of things we have to think about And I hope that you guys do. So let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your son dying on the cross. I thank you, Lord, that we can have community. I think you've engraved into us to have community, to want community. So I ask you today, Lord, to move hearts right now that are listening to this podcast, that they will be able to recognize that maybe they need to work on something in their life that's blocking them from knowing you that's blocking them from being a part of their church that's blocking them from finding unity and community with people that are believers i pray also in this moment lord that you start waking up churches Um, our culture is Influencing our children, influencing people, young people's minds and changing them. And Paul warns us to to watch our minds. You know, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds to know what is good and right in you, Lord. And I pray in this moment that men that are listening to this, if there's women... If they're struggling in a sin, that they go get right with you. That they ask help from the church. If they're struggling in life period, find help in the church. In fact, we should be running to the church, Lord. Not running from them. And if they're in a church that isn't walking upright, isn't doing what it should be doing as a church community, Lord, that you help them find a church that does. Or let them impact their church. And as men, Lord, I ask that you start building men to step up and be leaders and be and speak out against anything that should not be in the church. I thank you for all that you do for each and every one of us, and I pray that you bless every man who hears this. In Jesus' name, amen.